This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of agriculture. Learn more at fb.org. Good Tuesday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. Biofuel stakeholders expect to see some clarity from the Environmental Protection Agency soon on the approach it plans to take on a handful of requests from states wanting to sell more E15. Nine Midwestern states have filed petitions with the EPA seeking a regulatory roadmap to do just that, following court action in recent years that withdrew a Trump administration efforts to allow summertime sales of the fuel through regulation. Growth Energy CEO Emily Score says she's hopeful the effort will offer some clarity for the summer of 2023. Our understanding is that the agency is proceeding and evaluating this, and so our, our hope and understanding would be that this is going to be um, E15 is going to be sold in those nine states um, next summer. E15 sales are currently being allowed this summer under an emergency waiver from the Biden administration. Renewable Fuels Association President and CEO Jeff Cooper says clarity should be available before August. The statute requires that EPA respond to those governors within 90 days. Uh, so by the end of July, we're expecting uh, the EPA administrator to respond. The ruling could allow those states to sell E15 despite reed vapor pressure regulations that keep it out of the pumps in other states. USDA's upcoming acreage report might not be the market mover it has been in years past once it is released on Thursday. AgriPulse's Hannah Pegel explains. Outside factors like the war in Ukraine, crude oil supplies, and the American dollar are having a bigger impact on the market price for commodities than the upcoming USDA acreage report will ultimately have. That's according to Mike Zuzalo, who is the president of Global Commodity Analytics. He says there is speculation going into the report that agriculture may have bought back some corn acres from the March report. We've got 400,000 acres, in my opinion, to play with, roughly. When it comes to the spring wheat acres being down, I'm going to say around 100,000 of that are going to go to corn and 300,000 are going to go to soybeans. Zuzalo gives his predictions of the upcoming acreage report. Back in March, my acreage base number for corn was 90.6. I'm going to say it's uh, probably going to be more like 89.6 versus USDA's March number of 89.5. Back in March, my B number was 91.0. USDA came in at essentially 91.0. I'm going to say that we could probably come in at about 91.25. For AgriPulse, I'm Hannah Pegel. Finally today, scientists are taking a look at whether or not the tried and true method of plants using sunlight is the most efficient way to grow. AgriPulse's Amy Mayer takes a look. The future of indoor farming could eliminate an inefficient biological process. Researchers at the University of Delaware and the University of California, Riverside, have developed a process that allows lettuce, rice, and peas to grow without using light or traditional photosynthesis. UC Riverside professor Robert Dinkerson says plants use sunlight and even electric light very inefficiently. He and his colleagues set about finding a way to take electricity from solar power and turn it into a medium plants could make better use of. Their simple research question wasn't an easy prospect. If you had this amount of light, what was the maximum food you could make? And could we kind of cut out this inefficient part of biological photosynthesis? The result is a hybrid process involving electrolysis and synthetic photosynthesis. The results, published in the journal Nature Food, are promising. If we kind of go away from this paradigm of using sunlight and photosynthesis, we may be able to get much higher levels of food. Jinkerson says the system could work with indoor agriculture. Already, some plant-based protein companies are using variations on it. 
He says the promise is moving beyond the age-old method of basic food production. It's dependent on nature, largely, in terms of how much light it gets, how much water it gets. And the differences between what they did in the ancient times and what we do today is really um, throughput and scale. There's more work to make this scalable, but he says eventually it could vastly increase food per acre grown indoors. Amy Mayer, AgriPulse. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation. The Securities and Exchange Commission's proposed climate rule will hurt farmers and ranchers. The agency should not regulate rural America like it regulates Wall Street. Learn more at fb.org. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.